0: Hello and welcome to Oceans Vibe, everyone. I'm here with the Alan Windy. And thank you so much for making the time for to be here with me today and have this discussion. I know that your plate is very, very full at the moment. How are you doing?
1: No, it's great. Uh, I'm actually coming to you from uh, home because two days ago. As We're asking how many business people to do and uh, so been running meetings, uh, connecting in everything via remote control, every app you can think of, every uh, social media platform you can think of, but so far so good.
0: So far so good. The reality is that we are very lucky to be in an age where we can actually continue working and do a lot of things from home, Um, you know, internet I think is becoming a little bit overwhelmed at the moment, but uh, hopefully that is just a temporary thing and we will find a solution. You just had a meeting, though, um, with, you said, over 40 doctors. Can you please update us on what is happening around the coronavirus and what people need to know? Okay, so uh, we've just had the cabinet
1: meeting where the various streams come in. Uh, obviously, health being the mainstream or the main work stream that comes in. Um, and, of course, it's the, the disaster management doctors. Uh, we've got uh, main, uh, our, our head of department and the new head of department coming in, the two of them really heading up the scene. Um, and there's a whole range of doctors and specialists who are advising in the structure. And then, of course, the medical system, the government medical system, but also the private uh, sector. So our minister, uh, Minister Mbombo, met two days ago with the private sector to say, how can government and private sector work together? We've got work streams um, in the economy. Their first job initially would have been around events. You would have seen the cancellation of most of our big events. And we obviously had to work with them quite closely on that. Uh, there is safety and security. There's schools and social development. So we've got uh, you know, got a whole range of uh, work streams that feed in ten o'clock every single day, and then we meet again uh, every day at, at twelve thirty as the cabinet, uh, just to make any uh, last minute decisions or vital decisions uh, we 'll bring it all together every week uh, with a full document of the full week, uh, and then on a Monday um, you know over the weekend, the work that happens over a weekend so that we can just confirm it every week. There's uh, quite strict guidelines and protocols around a disaster declaration which has come uh, nationally and what we have to do in the province
0: so with I mean this is a disaster this is um, well we not yet, but it's it's a very possible disaster, and I think a lot of people are feeling very panicked and um, there's a lot of questions around not only how will our health system cope with it, but more importantly, you said that you were speaking to um, you know, local hospitals, the private sector as well. Are private hospitals going to be, is there an implementation process in place that if the local hospitals get overwhelmed, they will be opening their doors to patients as well?
1: Okay, so obviously between government and private, we have to work out how many ICU beds we have in total Um, and then of course we've also got to work out any further beds Um, so we do a low a medium and a high impact uh, assessment and then the the mitigation of each of those so for example we have to make sure that all spheres of of medical care work together um, so that at certain stages depending on how many people are ill and need ICU treatment because what happens with uh, this virus is, especially if you're in a vulnerable space, I think most people uh, most people are not going to be vulnerable, but uh, the elderly definitely are. Um, and we also know that people who are immune compromised, so um, they also, as, as we think, are going to be uh, more at risk. Um, some of the early indications are that if you are on TB medication and HIV medication, you actually could be better off, but we can't say that for certain. But Mm -hmm. that's why we have to know how many beds and then at what stage do we then move um, to perhaps the military hospital. Um, We're already in the health department stopping all elective surgeries. Um, We are to create the space that we need, but obviously people get sick. Uh, there are accidents. There are uh, so the hospitals have to work. But you will see across the board, all hospitals and clinics now available for testing. You will see that so in George, one of the wings will have been identified as the coronavirus wing. Uh, our, our main hospital uh, being um, Tigerberg, that wing was already a week and a half ago already set up with isolation wards. And so we'll be doing that across the province and then asking the private sector. They're doing the same thing so that we know what the maximum number of beds are. And we will obviously need to escalate uh, that as a, as a, you know, for emergency purposes. But the biggest message of all is when you feel ill, please stay home mm. uh, and use the call center. Because we want to triage by phone and not by long queues at our, at our clinics
0: or our hospitals. Yes, I just actually spoke to Dr. Keith Clutter, um, who has just joined you as the head of health for Western Cape, um, which was great. It was really, really informative. Um, he's also said, everybody stay home. And it's been quite an interesting response because some people are going, oh, this is actually quite wonderful. It means family time. It means coming together as a community. People are ignoring it completely and still going to bars and still carrying on like nothing has actually changed. Um, there's two questions here. Why are bars and restaurants not being limited in their in, in their trade at the moment um, if we do need to keep distances of at least a meter and a half to two meters? Um, is that going to be implemented or are you... Guys, looking at what, what is going to play out over the next two weeks before you implement anything further.
1: Okay, so the regulation is implemented. It is uh, current. Um, every restaurant, it's, now it's 50 people. You can't have more than 50 people in your restaurant. You have to make sure that you've got proper spacing and you cannot serve alcohol after 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, your restaurant can continue. Uh, people have to eat. Uh, but you, but this is this is a massive exercise in um, civil responsibility in civil society. Yeah. Um, we all need to take responsibility ourselves. The person that says, "Well, I don't care," and they're going to carry on as normal, that person is putting someone else's mother or grandmother at risk. Because if that person becomes the carrier, that person is going to spread the virus and then obviously put more people uh, at risk and that's why it is it is said right now please we need to work from home if we can and the reason we work from home is that those that can't work from home are given more space and are at less risk because a nurse has to go to work a doctor has to go to work Um, but if if the nurse goes to work and then catches the virus on the taxi because it's congested, well, and the person who is ill that should have had the responsibility of not going on the taxi but staying home, that person's responsibility is taking away um, the needy services and also putting those that uh, we shouldn't be putting at risk at
0: risk. You know, what you said there is, um, you know, I've been saying it over and over again and, and I'm glad that you said it because it echoes what I've been saying is it's not about you personally, like us individually. The majority of the people who are listening to this are capable of outliving, you know, the virus, getting it and, and mm-hmm. getting through it. But it's who you infect along the way, it's really that's important. Um, a lot of my friends, which I really I take my hat off to you guys, are saying to their domestic helpers, please stay home and I'll continue paying you. Um You know, because that will then limit the taxis, the need for the taxis being invested as well, Um, which I urge everybody listening to do. Um, Even if it's for two weeks, just give your house cleaning a break and whoever is helping you out and just keep paying them, though. Is the government looking at, because this is going to potentially have a massive impact on our economy, are there any tax breaks, support, anything that the government is looking at and when will we know about that and what is it if there is anything already?
1: Okay, so there definitely is. I think all three spheres of government are looking at what those uh, mechanisms are. Lots of people are suggesting things like tax breaks um, and they are looking at it. I want to say that even in our government I'm saying we need to have a big focus on the economy. We need to have a big focus on on supporting those small businesses who are now in trouble. But yeah. I also want to honestly say that, quite frankly, all of our meetings are now saying we are focusing on mitigation of the biggest risk. If we're spending, spending our time all trying to mitigate and save the, the business sector, and the next thing, it gets out of control, and uh, and we start having runaway virus infections, um, then it's, you know, that, so we're focusing on top pro- up
0: Sorry working on it. So um, there Alan, can you just repeat that? You're focusing on the important thing to focus on is
1: So we're really focusing on the health stream on making sure that we're mitigating risk as much as possible, our communication money, on telling people, please be responsible, stay home if you can. Uh, if you're sick, stay home, wash your hands, follow proper hygiene practices. We really are focusing there. But there is a team working on it at all three spheres of government on how we can, uh, you know, really help businesses. Um, And so I don't have final answers, and they will be coming up over the next couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. And please do keep me posted on anything I can share with people. Um, I'm not going to keep you for very long. I just wanted to know, there there, there is a sense of panic. You know, people are going... Crazy at the shops (laughs) and these sorts of things. What is the reality? Do people need to be panicking, or is it just a sense of social responsibility that needs to be had at this time?
1: Okay, really, we must not get into a panic space. Every uh, and I must say, I want to congratulate the entrepreneurs who are trying to create uh, and think think innovatively and create a space that we can still get our products that we need, that we can still uh, you know, be resilient and sustainable as a region. Um, it doesn't help the next uh, South African if you buy, you know, the last 55 hand sanitizers on the shelf. We need to be pulling through this together. Um, the, it's interesting. So businesses are busy manufacturing hand sanitizer instead of gin or, you know, they, they are becoming creative and innovative. We have amazing entrepreneurs. Um, I really want them to think about how we're going to create solutions for so many of our problems, but we also need to be responsible. We don't need to panic and think about your fellow citizen as we go through this together. This is about uh, social distancing, but also solidarity. Um, We've got to do this together. If, uh, if this is about individuals, we will all go down.
0: Completely agreed. And I know this is, a terrible situation to be faced with but can you see some silver lining coming from the situation?
1: Okay so I think internationally we're already seeing um, you know things changing in China um, they have come through it and it seems like they're starting to see themselves out on the other side while it's spreading crazily across northern the northern hemisphere and as we move into winter it's going to start having greater effect I think on the southern hemisphere Um, because it seems to be colder climates uh, seem to have a far greater spread. That gives us a massive opportunity. I think that's a silver lining on its own because we can get learnings. There's lots of uh, uh, comment coming through on the health channels about people finding uh, medicines that are working way better than before and even looking at, uh, at, uh, you know, cures. So... I think I think that definitely is a silver lining. I think the other side of what's going to happen here is we are going to, it is going to catapult the world into a different way of doing things. Mm. Um, and then there again, I'm saying to the people of the Southern tip of Africa, let's look for the opportunities, especially while we're sitting isolated at home, use your time to contemplate, think, and develop uh, what our future is going to be like and how, you know, we can get rid of all all the evils of the past and positives for the future.
0: Absolutely, Alan. Thank you so much. Is there anything, any last thing that you might want to say before we end? Because I know that you need to go.
1: So please play your part. Everyone needs to be responsible. Think of your fellow citizen in this crisis. Uh, think of those people who are not able to go and buy up all the toilet paper. Um, We've got to think about our fellow citizens. We've got to make sure we follow proper hygiene practices. If you feel ill, please isolate yourself and call the hotline. Don't clog, it's also about responsibility. Don't clog the queues at the clinic because you have to be tested. Uh, If you're an international traveler, just quarantine yourself for 14 days. That's the responsible thing to do. Um, Don't panic uh, and we will get through this together.
0: And I think that's that's an important point. If you're an international traveler, whether you're showing symptoms or not, if you've just gotten back from traveling, take a break, two weeks at home, because it's not going to – sometimes it doesn't show up straight away. I heard an interview with a guy who has it, and it was literally a mild cold. He didn't – he was tested positively. So just take the break, stay at home, work from home. We've got great systems like Zoom and other things where we can have meetings – but just be responsible. And
1: most, most people won't even know that they've had it. So most people will get it. They won't know that they've got it. And even if you don't feel ill and you walk around and do your previously normal things, um, just remember that what you are doing then is very irresponsible. You are spreading this virus that is going to put someone else in real harm's way. And that is where we need to make sure that our responsibility lies. So if you've traveled, we know that at the moment, most of the cases in South Africa have come directly from travelers, people traveling outside of the country, specifically in the Northern Hemisphere. You are more than likely going to be a carrier. Please do the responsible thing. Because as it spreads into specifically our poorer, our more densely populated communities, it's going to be harder to manage. And we need to, that's why we're doing what we're doing right now.
0: That's, that's actually the, the most urgent thing, isn't it? Because that's the thing I'm most anxious about. I think we are, we are extremely privileged in our positions as we sit right now, that there are people in the poorer communities that if it gets into the community and that's where real problems can actually emerge.
1: Correct. So start
0: thinking about how we're going to help with food
1: security Um, how are we going to help with all different uh, pressures that communities are going to be under over the next couple of weeks.
0: Perfect. And um, this isn't a short-term thing. We're going to need to adopt these kind of behaviours for quite some time, isn't it, until we get this?
1: Absolutely. This is going to be with us for quite a few weeks, Uh, hopefully not as long as China, Um, but it is definitely going to be with us for multiple weeks. Um, and I promise you, it's going to come again and again. So what we learn now is going to help us create a better future. And so let's learn. Let's, uh, let's use the opportunity that's been given to us, both in delay in it hitting us uh, as opposed to the rest of the world, but also in the way we behave as society. And, and uh, you know, I think starting to develop the future. The future is going to be way more communication like we're doing right now um, people interacting online. Um, there's going to be so much more of that the fourth industrial revolution is taking at the moment. Giant leaps forward.
0: Massive, massive leaps. Alan, Wendy, thank you so much. Please let me know when you've got another update. Anything you want to share, you can call on me absolutely any time.
1: Will do. Thank you. All Have the a great best. Day.
0: Have a great day. Bye.